Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I am your host, Steve Washuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. On today's podcast, I have the pleasure of speaking with Greg Sims. Greg is the co-founder and co-owner of IFTA. If you don't know what IFTA is, it's Interactive Fitness Trainers of America. They are a certification program, just like ACE or NASM and things of that nature. Greg is a wealth of knowledge. He's been in the industry for such a long time. But really, why I have him on this podcast specifically, he could talk about anything in health and fitness, but I really want to delve into the mind of somebody who decided to go out on a limb and start their own personal training and group fitness certification company. So we talk about what gave him the initiative to do this and the impetus behind starting IFTA, the Interactive Fitness Trainers of America. What major road bumps did he encounter, if any? Why did he expand globally? Because they travel to different countries all over the world and bring this certification. Uh, He walks me through the experience of either a personal training uh, certification or a group fitness certification. What exactly does that take to be IFTA certified in, in these different things? And it was a fantastic conversation touching on all of the things surrounding our industry, both from a certification standpoint and sort of a philosophical standpoint, why you do these things, why they're important, and what makes a great certification. I had taken the Interactive Fitness Trainers of America personal training course at a gym that I was working at at the time. This must have been 10 years ago, and I found it to be so much more Uh, not necessarily comprehensive, it certainly was comprehensive, but so much more interactive and hands-on than the other personal training certifications. They brought me into the gym at some point, they made you correct clients, they uh, walked you through how to do proper stretching techniques, and it was way more hands-on than these online two-day certifications. And I thought, what a great idea that they understand that this is a big part of the learning process is to make sure that people can see what they're going to be doing on a day-to-day basis. And Greg will talk more about this and sort of his ideology and if this ideology behind their certifications. With no further ado, here's Greg Sims. Greg, thank you so much for joining the Truly Fit Podcast. Can you give my listeners and the audience a brief background on who you are and what it is that you do in the health and fitness industry? Yes, thank you so much, Steve. It's an honor to be here. Um, as far as IFTA is concerned, or we're better known as IFTA, um, it's Interactive Fitness Trainers of America. We started in 1993, so we're almost 30 years old. Um, and uh, we do all types of certifications, everything from group fitness, personal trainer, to aqua, to senior, to kickbox, to bar, to Pilates, yoga, uh, senior, all of that stuff. So it's certifications, and then also a lot of continuing education, whether it's going to be workshops or video downloads or hard copy videos, people still want those, or things that they read like articles, um, or in person. You know, we we always wanted to be in person and live. We just feel like it's really good and do that. So that's one of the things that sets us apart or has set us apart over the years. What was the initial inspiration? Because it sounds like a very difficult task for someone to uh, take on to say, I'm going to start an entire certification program, especially competing with the big guys. What gave you that drive? Yes, that's a great question. So way back in the day, uh, like 1990s, <laughs> um, early 1990s, um, I was beginning to teach or I had been teaching for a while. And I was noticing and other people too, that we could only get certified from a company in California. 
<laughs> and so we're in Raleigh, North Carolina, it's where we're based. And so nothing against California, nothing against any of those companies. It's just that I was thinking, why do we not have anything over here? This is crazy. So uh, myself and my business partner, uh, who's we've been the same owners and we started it um, together, uh, were teaching and leading courses. And we were in charge of seven clubs, seven coordinators, and about 250 instructors in North Carolina. We were already leading and teaching and doing all kinds of things. And uh, they were saying, do your own in-house thing. And we said, well don't really want to do an in-house thing. We want it to be like legit. Yeah. So we really took the time to pull that together. We also, Steve, I mean, I, again, I'm not trying to compare in a bad way in any way. It's just that the pricing, even back then, we felt like it was out of hand. Yeah. So we wanted to make ours less expensive, more, you know, more cost effective and give them the same information and try to do it even better. So that's how it started. What was hard, because you said, yeah, starting a company back what was hard is that, you know, the internet wasn't even here yet. It was just starting. Um, so I was literally faxing clubs all over the U.S. My goal was to be in every state as soon as possible. So I had um, this one script that I had like one page that would go to the fitness director coordinator. And I just keep writing it out and changing it and changing it to put their name. And once I would call first, get the, uh, the lead person's name and I would fax them. And that is how we started the business. It was unbelievable how many people responded and all over the place. And we just got ourselves there and did it. Yeah. And, you know, um, I took an, an IFT or a or an IFTA certification, a personal trainer certification. I never did the group fitness and I really loved it. So, I mean, we're going to get into that a little bit, but I, I do want to talk about how, you know, when I took it, it was very hands-on, much more than the programs you have now, right? So you can go online. And I'm not saying the tests are easy, but if you go to ACE or NASM, they're difficult tests, but there's no practical, there's no hands-on approach. With IFTA, I think it was maybe Gay Gasper or something who was, who was in my particular um, instructor at the time. They go over everything with you. They brought us into the weight room and they went through different modifications and things you have to do. Like, hey, set this machine up for someone who's 5'1". Okay, now set this machine up for someone who's 6'3", right? There's a big difference in how you would do that. Give me a stretch for the gastroc or the soleus, right? They put you on the spot. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that really resonated with me because I think throughout my personal training career, I said, you know, that was so much more important, those sorts of things learning than passing any sort of, you know, kinesiology test that you have in a, in a NASM or an ACE fashion. I totally agree with you. And, and thank you for what you said there. And by the way, Gay Gasper is one of my best friends and it's always here with me. We, we hang out a lot. I'll see her this coming weekend, actually. But um, you're, you're right. Look, the, a test is important. We need some type of standard and we get that. So we do have a test, but it's not crazy, uh, you know, in the way of uh, just being so difficult that, that you're not going to move forward. Our goal is to help people move forward and do what they want to do to accomplish what they want to accomplish, to help others and to make some money at doing it. You know, I mean, that's, that's the way it should be. Now the hands-on training is important. So even if we couldn't make it into the free weight room or whatever room, because of the facility saying, Hey, you've got, you know, seven hours, you can do this, but you got to stay in this room, Yeah, you know, because of this and that, we'd bring some equipment in, we demonstrate, we always, in a, in a healthy way without trying to hurt somebody or scare them or whatever. We're like, you're going to be on the spot. So be prepared. This is the way it is as a personal trainer. So we're going to quiz you in front of everybody and just know that that's coming up. I'm, I'm giving you a fair warning. Don't be nervous. We're here to help you, but you do have to pass this part. And people are like, oh. <laughs> I've seen people turn white all, all over the world, literally yeah. <laughs> in their face, just because, ah, 
you know, it's just like scary to do that, but it's such an accomplishment. And, and I've never felt like a test is a true reflection of your ability or what you're going to do in the future. So I just want to say that, yes, we do have a written test and we do have the online option, but ours is more of like a hybrid. We, I put that in place before COVID ever happened. So um, we were going down that path, but you know, we, we were resisting it as long as we could. And we still do the hands-on training and we do send them uh, videos of our presenters talking them through it. That's part of the course. Um, so they don't feel like it's like a computer to, that's just talking to them. Sure. Makes sense. Yeah. And obviously you have to pivot somewhat because of COVID and the times. And yeah. we'll talk, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. I'm going to ask you about that, but sure. I do want to come back to when you first started this company, uh, you talked about a few of like, I would call like the major road bumps. Like you had to fax things all over the place and, and uh, because the internet wasn't really around yet. What else was really uh, hurting you or like, what was like a pain point? And were you in, did you feel like you were in direct competition when you reached out to some of these facilities where they like, no, sorry, we're going to work with ACE or, or whoever else and you had yeah. to sort of convince them that, that you guys were worthwhile. Well, you know, you're always going to run into that. You've always in, in sales or anything that you do that you believe in, you're going to hear some no's and we heard some no's, but from the very beginning, it just took off. Yeah. There was, again, there were some people who said, uh, uh-uh, uh, but at the same time, uh, Fargo, North Dakota said, yeah, you know, and that's been one of our big areas. Savannah, Georgia was like, yeah, you know, um, people understood that it was, um, you know, less expensive mm-hmm. and it was still good. The word was getting out, but that is something that, you know, you have to work through, especially in the beginning. I don't know if I would want to start one right now. I'm not trying to discourage anyone from doing that because everyone sure. deserves to do what they want to do, follow their dream, follow their heart, 100%. But um, it seems like it might be a little hard right now, but maybe just because we've been around so long. I'll tell you, Steve, every once in a while, we still do get that. So it's rare, but when they do, I just simply explain to them. I'm like, go to our website. This is only our second website. We got one right away as soon as the web opened. And it, it actually performed well for us for many years. But we had to invest in a new one. And we've got a better one now. But I'll just have them go to the website if they're willing to. And then I'll talk, talk them through some things. Like, let me just explain to you just how internationally recognized we are. Let me also explain to you that I believe we're the only company that is verified and approved by the U.S. federal government. And we've been that for about five years. That is hard to obtain. Wow. The reason it's hard is you've got to open up everything to them. you got to let them see everything. You've got to fill out this huge application. They've got to check all kinds of things to make sure that you are what you say you are and that you're doing everything equally and correct um, and that you don't have all kinds of issues going on, even in your personal life as the owner. So we've got two owners only, and there's no red tape to go through. But um, being aligned with the government was really, really good for us. And, and it means a lot to know that we can get that and we have that status. I don't know if anybody understands that, but that's just something. Yeah, well, well, they should, because that, that does make a lot of sense. And, you know, I just want to speak to your certifications in general. They help you get your foot in the door. They give you a baseline. But ultimately, it is up to you, the trainer, and then the facility to put you in the right place to grow. Right. So there can be yes. there can be 40 people who, uh, you know, in Fargo, North Dakota next week, all come away with the IFTA certification for personal training. It doesn't mean all 40 of them are equal right away, right? So they, they all have different backgrounds. They come from different levels. Some of them will take to it better than others will. And ultimately it's, 
you know, the facility which they work in, it's their obligation too to say like, okay, well, you know, you seem a little bit more junior. I'm going to have you work with the 35 year olds who have no health issue. And, you know, this other person seems like they're catching on a little bit quicker. So you can work with maybe the more difficult personal training clients. And again, the certification is just a baseline. So some people hear like, oh, I have this certification. I already know everything. It's like, no, 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 no. This is the absolute baseline. Experience is what drives you to the top. I totally agree with you. And and look, there's some ACE. Let me just start over. (laughs) There's some companies, uh, there's some people that are certified through certain companies that, in my opinion, they're not that great as far as like their their training is concerned. I'm I'm not talking about the company. I'm talking about the individual training. And there's some people from another company that are fantastic. There are if to people out there that I worry about as well. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it's so it it just shows you that it doesn't matter what company you're going through. You have to do the work. You have to practice your craft. You have to be on it 100. And the reason why we shorten some of our trainings is because we're trying to make sure that we're doing what the facility wants without messing up their weekend plan members that are that are saying, "Hey, why are they closing this when I want to be working out?" You know, so. We, we sometimes will have a, a briefer certification that's more like boom, boom, boom. It's more practically based and you might self-study. We do a lot of different options in order to, to, to please people as far as the facility is concerned. And I've always said, this is where I'm headed, that um, the facility will train you as to what they want you to do at their place. Yeah. You know, you've got to learn their equipment anyway, their way of doing things, what they believe is right and correct. So, you know, get the certification and then go from there. There are people that say, well, if this sort of like a base one and it's, you know, not as big as the others, not as great. I'm okay with that, Steve. I've, I've always been okay with that unless they compare us in a way that I think is unfair. Other than that, I, I, I'm okay. I mean, it's like, you know, call us a base certification, just call us because we want to be there for you. We want to help. And you might find out which a lot of people do over the years that they end up just staying with us because they're getting what they need out of us. And it's not as expensive. It's not the kind of thing that is, you know, uh, making, uh, making this spend tons of money. I'm trying to say this in a way that, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to compare to other companies and and make them look bad in this interview. Uh, yeah, I think saying a base certification is not a negative in any which way. And, and I actually think it's a positive because some of the certifications come with so much. This is how we do it. This is the way to do it. This is the only way to do it. And I don't believe in that. You need to ask why. There's a big difference between training a 76-year-old with bilateral hip replacements and a 22-year-old who's trying to go to the Olympics, right? So to have one particular training style is not a good thing. You just want a base and then you want to learn on your own. Like you said, you may be at a facility that has one type of equipment or only does group fitness or only does this. So it's, it's good to keep your mind open, learn the basics and then learn on the job and not be so dyed in the wool, like, and have a model, like an OPT model where you're supposed to train everyone the same exact way. Totally agree with you. Fantastic. So you talked uh, uh, initially a little bit, you mentioned it about how you guys were uh, worldwide. Can you explain what was your decision-making process in doing that and, and how difficult that may be to start something like that? Well, yeah, in the very beginning, once again, I was like, okay, I want us to be in every state. And along the way of going to every state, I said, why can't we go to some foreign countries too? Let's see. Let's just see. We'll start with the English speaking ones and go from there. Um, um, But, you know, like the very beginning, the first one was Mexico. (laughs) 
because it was just easy. Sure. Um, it was easy to go to the Caribbean. And I mean, I'd literally walk up to in the Cancun area. Jeff and I, my business partner, would go there for like four or five days of vacation. And we would make a point to find fitness centers. We'd make a point to find like a, a, a store that was a fitness store. There was one that was there that was the largest one. We'd walk in and say, what piece of equipment are you trying to sell that you're having a hard time with? I mean, and they were so open to what we had to say. I remember the manager saying, you know, these little, these little trampoline things, these round trampoline things, we cannot seem to sell them. And we said, what if we do a demo for you um, wherever you want it while we're here this week? You can set it up wherever you want to, maybe in the mall here. And we did it. And people came from everywhere. We were handed out information. We did it for free. Just a big demonstration on the, um, the rebounders type things. Yeah. And they, we, they sold out. Wow. So we were hooked in with them. So then we came back the next time and pushed another piece of equipment with them. Then we were certifying people in the hotels there in Cancun. So that was that. Um, I've been doing videos for so long, workout videos, that I would get a um, correspondence from somebody in another country that said, I've got your video. I was wondering what it would take to get you here. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, I never wanted to be the star of IFTA. Yeah. I just couldn't get anybody else to video. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'll do it. I'll stand in front of the camera and I'll, I'll just do these workouts. So a lot of the early years was a lot of videos of Jeff and Greg. And I was trying so hard to get other people filmed so that I wouldn't be the only one. We finally have that after all these years. But there's some videos, man, that I'm, it's like I'm 25 years younger than I am right now. That's <laughs> kind of hard. It's kind of funny, but it's also kind of hard to deal with. I'm like, we're calling these vintage. But my point is, we had someone from Asia that contacted us and said, I've got this video of you. Would you come there? And I'm like, absolutely. So you just have to go by faith and just show up. And, and all of a sudden, it really took off in Singapore, for example. So we've been going to Singapore. I have for nine or 10 years now, at least twice a year. And our, our growth there is great. And we have uh, a number of presenters there now. And I don't have to go as much, even though I love the people and love going there. Same thing with uh, some of the countries in Europe. And I would film a video while I was there, you know, so that I could advertise it from Hong Kong. That's not Europe, I know. <laughs> Hong Kong to um, Italy. I'm, I'm on the side of a mountain with, a, with a, a, a fence that I'm using as the bar while I'm doing bar movements, oh you know, and, and a crowd comes and then somebody gives you their card and they want you there for their facility. And I mean, that's just how it goes. And even Russia. Um, I went wow. to a fitness convention in Russia, actually, someone asked me to go there and they had my video there, too. Um, and another person in the industry said, look, they asked me to come. I don't want to go where I can't make it work. Do you want to go? And I said, I'll be there. So I went to Shalabinsk out in the middle of really near Siberia. You know, <laughs> but they treated me so well. That's just, you know, it's just something that we wanted to do. And so we also have military people that go from the U.S. to other countries sure. and they keep up their CECs. And we had to be able to do things that were online. Um, and so they've helped us to get more people certified there too. So that's how it goes. It's a wild it's story. It's a wild story. Yeah. And I mean, all, all of your sort of like initiative to do those things, starting with the, the rebounder project to walk into a store and just say, <sighs> I was hey, younger. And I mean, who knew? and it was, it's funny because it didn't matter what they picked. You guys were ready to do it, right? They could have picked up, uh, they're like, we're not selling three pound dumbbells. You're like, we're going to do a whole class around three pound we'll dumbbells. We'll do yeah. it. We'll, we're going to get people here. And and, it, and sometimes it's just to, to start a business from the bottom up. It takes that sort of initiative to to, to get you going. So you got to be willing to push, push, push. Just like a personal trainer. Yeah. You've got to be willing to go for it. You know, get your plan going and be a go getter. 
and, and uh, you'll be successful. Totally. I, I always tell that to young personal trainers who I, I try to help mentor is that sometimes you even have to do free things, right? Like a free assessment Absolutely. and so go to, go to the park, you know, pass out flyers, go, you can go old school or you can write something online and, and say, I'm going to do a 10 minute free assessment on, on whatever, on your rotation. If you're a golfer or, or on your flexibility, we're going to go over three exercises. And then okay. that's how you get people through the door. Right. And then you say, Hey, this is what I noticed is wrong, but if you want me to fix these things, that that's where I, that's where I charge. Here's my business card. Uh, that's right. And and look, doing the whole thing for free is is a way to get in. Um, it doesn't mean that you're you know discounting yourself that you're not valuable. What sure. you're doing is you're being smart. Just like some of the conventions, um, I used to teach for a number of the big conventions way back in the day when we had these huge conventions, and I would just contact the owner and say, Hey, look. I'm willing to do it for free. And if, if they like me, great. If they don't, no problem. I'll fly myself there. I'll get my own hotel room. I'll do whatever you want me to teach because I teach a little bit of everything. That's another thing. You got to be able to teach a lot of different things and be able to teach it well and practice and practice, you know, which, which helps keep you, um, you know, in order as far as your body is concerned too, just to be able to, to practice so much and to be able to learn different things. But that's the way to do it. I believe in that. You know, give it away in the beginning uh, and then hook them. Let's stay on this teaching topic here. Can you tell us, because I think a lot of trainers, even me at some point, uh, would love to be presenters and they don't know the process. How do you become a presenter? What are the skill sets that you think are important in addition to what you just named to become a presenter and any other information you have concerning that? Well, you know, if as far as being an if the presenter is concerned, I can tell you exactly what we need. But I, a presenter in general, in my opinion, um, you've got to be willing to to stand up in front of people and be quick, you know, not only quick witted, but entertaining. Um, but you've got to be able to you've got to love them and let them see the real truth and love that you have for them and that everybody's important. Mm-hmm. Good eye contact is important. Uh, and then knowing your material is really important. Let me just. I'm backing up and kind of going in different directions, but I want to say that every single weekend I traveled every weekend for years, over 20 years, I've got so many American airlines miles um, and status and everything. And that was so nice when it finally started coming in. And I was like, I'm getting used to first class, <laughs> but you know, I haven't been traveling as much now. I really love not traveling, but I was just going to say that every single time I go somewhere to teach, if it's a group fitness certification where I wrote a lot of the questions, I am, in the morning with coffee, this is just something I like coffee. Um, I am sitting there in that hotel bed and I am flipping through the material and I'm getting it and getting it and putting it in my head, even though I know it, of course I know it, but to be able to stand up there and speak with confidence and know that any question that comes your way, you can pretty much answer. If you don't know the answer, you just simply admit it and say, Hey, that is a really great question. Let me get back to you on that rather than tell you something that I think is incorrect. I'd rather, yeah. you know, do a little research. I'll get back to you on that. You know, <laughs> there's ways to work around it. You always practice as if you're teaching to people. And what would you do if something went awry? Like say the music cut out or whatever, anything like that. So I've always said to people, practice, practice, practice in front of a mirror and just keep going no matter what. You can't just stop things when you're in a live setting. You can't stop a class. You can't stop your presentation and say, hang on just a second, guys, let me do this. You know, or at least I don't think you should. So be, a, be able to work your way through any situation, um, always arriving early, um, sleeping the night before really well, uh, being careful if you are a drinker, being careful not to do that when you're 
you know, on your weekend jobs and work and eat correctly and all that stuff. Those are the basics. Now, learning to teach a lot of different things has helped me over the years to be able to answer questions in front of people and to be able to be usable for a facility. If they wanted a dance class, I can teach a dance class. If they want step, I can do step. If they want um, a muscle workout with equipment, I'll do that too. If they want martial arts, I'll do it. Or bar, ballet bar. Yeah, I've been practicing that, learning that. A lot of times with the clients that I train, because I do train and teach throughout the week, I want to stay in the trenches. That's important too. Mm-hmm. Don't become just a presenter on the weekends and nothing throughout the week. You've got to stay in the trenches and understand what it feels like to do this on a daily basis, like what they're going to do, the people that you're training and teaching and getting certified. Um, but I'll find that moves that I, when I have a client that says, I can't do this, can't do that, can't do this, can't do that because they've got limitations. I'll get them doing something from another discipline that they don't even realize they're doing. Yeah, I've got a 76 year old client that is doing plies and you can't see me from here now, but, um, you know, I've got her doing bar movement. She has no idea what she's doing. She knows she's getting stronger and it's, it's working for her. But, um, as far as being a presenter for IFTA is concerned, you have to be IFTA group fitness certified, number one, to even be considered. Uh, I think that's the way it should be for any company. So you can know, like the, the big mama kind of like the, that book is like this, you know? So we want to make sure they know as much as they can know and be able to answer questions. And then, uh, we need a video. It could just be a little phone video of you showing what you think is, the, you know, your best representation. We're going to look at it and our board's going to look at it. Uh, we're always wanting to hire people, people that really do want to be presenters. But I'll tell you, um, Steve, if, if you don't mind me interjecting, I'm probably talking too much. No, 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 please, now. please, please. This is great <laughs> information. Seriously. You asked me one question. And I'll just ramble forever. So just jump in, jump rope in there and I'll <laughs> be quiet. But um. As far as, uh, you know, what we really are looking for now is I'm looking for like a sales team. <laughs> not that makes sense or not. You can be the presenter when you go out and do it, but I'm also wanting to pay people to promote IFTA. And um, that's something that I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm just about to put out. I probably shouldn't say too much about that until <laughs> I get it completely put together. But that's a way in too. If you're a big IFTA promoter for us, we want to reward you and get you whatever you want. If you want to be a presenter, let's try it. Let's go for it kind of thing. But I do think with other companies, the things I just mentioned are important to um, to have that good reputation of always, always being there. I have never not shown up for anything I'm supposed to do. The only time is like if an airplane flight, you know, fails me. But that's me being in constant communication with them, letting them know. But I've never missed a flight in all these years going to anywhere. Uh, so there's, it's just important to be consistent. There's so many great points there. I want to hit on a few things that you said. Number one, learning all the different modalities is important, right? Eventually, now I, I get it. Sometimes trainers, you might have 40, 50 hours a week already booked up and it's difficult. But at some point <laughs> yeah. in your career, it's good to take a step back and to take a step forward. So whether it's you have to cancel some of those those things or whether you just say, hey, listen, I need to slow down and then go learn something new, right? If, you, if you've never learned yoga, go learn yoga, go learn kickboxing, go learn these things because they're going to fuse. They're, you don't need to use them independently. They're going to fuse with whatever it is that you do and your style, so like, like Greg said, like he does with his clients. I also think you said, you know, if the music cuts out, whatever, it, 
anyone who's ever taught group fitness knows something is going to go wrong. It's going to happen. You're not going to go a full week without something going wrong, right? Somebody could fall during class or get injured. How do you deal with that? When one person gets injured, if you have 12 people going on in class, right? Do you just attend to that person and let them go? You have to think about these things in advance, right? Play out all the potential, yes. you know, bad scenarios. And then lastly, you know, one of the first things you said, Greg, is that it, you know, as long as they know that you care and that you're doing the right thing, that's what matters. You're not going to know the answer to every question. There's going to be people come up to you and say, oh, this hurts or this is going on, or I, I want to know more about this and that. Just say, I'm going to research that. I'm going to look into it. I'm going to write this down. Give me your email. I'll get back to you. I'll send you a full document on that. I'm not really sure about that. And that's all they care about. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, another thing when I'm teaching a class or when I'm uh, leading a certification, I might have someone in the class that looks like they're having a horrible time. <laughs> Maybe they are. <laughs> they won't smile. They won't laugh. They won't interact, even though I'm looking at them. Um, but it's something that I've always thought about is this. You never know what's going on with people. You never know. It might have been just everything they could do to even be there. Yeah. If it's a certification, they might be extremely nervous, scared. They may have a headache. I, who knows? You know, they've got family situations. It's just heavy stuff sometimes. Yeah. And when the person that comes into your group fitness class looks like that, everybody else is having a great time and they look like they're just having a horrible time. You know, just remember that you have the opportunity to, in that moment, do something incredible for them to help them move, to get rid of some of the anxiety for them, to make them feel better. Not many people get the opportunity to stand in front of people and do something that's really, really good for them. And so we never take it for granted. I always look at it like, hey, they're there and they're, I'm giving them all the energy that I have. They're going to come back. They're going to feel better. And I've got to feel good about that. So that's something else that I, I think is important to, to look at because sometimes you're going to think about, the people in your class and it, and it can get frustrating if they're not, you know, responding, <laughs> even though you're giving them everything you've got, you've got good energy. Just keep going, keep giving and giving and it will come back. That's a great uh, point. And, and, again. and I just want to add to that, Greg, and it's sort of the reverse of that too, where th this is their time. This is not your time. So like much like Greg said before, you coming in hungover, you coming in when, when you have what, what I call psychological baggage is not okay. You have to hide right. that, right? So this is their hour, their two hours, their seven hours if you're presenting, uh, which is all the more reason not to go drinking because it's uh, it's easier to do an hour <laughs> group group class hungover. It's maybe not one afterwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not easy to do a seven hour presentation hungover, but this is their time. So you have to hide that stuff because you're there for them. They're not there for you. They're not there to ask you how you're doing. You're there to ask them how they're doing. So keep right. keep keep that baggage at home and turn that smile on and and give it all you have. Totally agree. Uh, it works every time. <laughs> so uh, walk me through now what I would call like your customer experience. And you could do this, uh, Greg, any which way. So it could be from your, your group fitness. You could say like, okay, this is what a kickboxing looks like, a certification or a personal trainer. They, they sign up online. Let's, let's, let's go through the in-person one. They sign up online. What's the next step? Okay. So also they can call our office. We're available uh, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 3, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We love it when people call mm -hmm. too. And we want to talk to our customers. So some people register online. Some people actually mail in checks and a little note that says, this is what I'm registering for. So believe it or not, we still get a lot of checks. Um, and then a lot of people do register online. So once you register, 
um, you're going to get an immediate email from our website that says, thank you for registering. And uh, here's all the information, your receipt and the date and the time and everything. So they're going to get that nice little receipt unless it goes to their junk or spam. Might I just say also that that's what's going on a lot these days. Every single person that's been widely reported in the news should be checking your junk and spam mail daily. Please, we're missing things if we don't do that. So anyway, um, that can happen. But uh, they, whatever they registered for, they might sign up for the group fitness certification. If they don't order the textbook, and believe me, it's right there. All, all they have to do is click on it. Then all they're going to get sent is an emailed version of the study guide that goes along with that textbook. The reason we don't make them buy the textbook is because some people already have the textbook. Mm -hmm. It's $81 for the book. So yeah. that's kind of a lot. And other people are sharing them. So we're assuming you don't want it if you don't order it. Um, and then we send a little personal email. Usually this is, hey, we thanks again for registering. Let us know if you need something. If you did want to order the textbook, here's the link to click on it and do it. If you want to call us and talk to us about it, feel free to. Here's our number. So we're trying to do the really good customer you know, service experience if possible. So they register. Uh, they study in advance. They show up if it's a live one, like live. And this weekend, I'm in uh, near Charlotte, North Carolina, leading uh, five. We're leading five or six classes of choreography and CEC value uh, information, different types of classes. And then the next day is a certification. So those people that register for the in-person one, they're going to show up at the time. We're going to uh, greet them and then we're going to go through the course and give them the test. Um, now, here's another thing. Ooh, I need to say this too, because with COVID, I had to kind of wrap my head around how are we making this fair for everybody? Yeah. You know, for those who are showing up for the live ones, are they being penalized by having to test in person with the closed book? Whereas you can buy it online and test at home, uh, open book, basically. Uh, it's just not fair. So a lot of times what we're doing now, this is just something I sort of come up with. I mean, this is a thing about being a company where there's two people that are running it. You can make your decisions and just go with it. You just try to think through every possibility and make sure you're you're right at this before you just kind of throw it in as, you know, this is our, our new way of doing things. Sure. But um, recently, like when I was in Savannah, uh, maybe a month ago, I just said, guys, look, I see you're nervous. They're always nervous. I mean, I, I don't blame them. They want to pass. They paid some money. They're looking forward to, to doing something with this. They feel under pressure. So I go through a lot of the test questions with them. And, and help them with it. That is our goal right now, is to make it so that it's a good learning experience. If I can grab the test, if I'm standing in front of you, if you're worried and you have all your material, even though you've studied, and I just, I'm holding the test in front of them and I'm going through it and I'm explaining every single question and why the answer is what it is, I find that to be a really good learning experience. Yeah. You know, because instead of just going, wow, that test question was confusing. I wonder if I made, that got that one right or not, or what I missed. And so I'd rather go through it and explain every detail. And if I can't explain every detail, it should not be on that test. That's how I look at it. If any of our presenters cannot explain every single detail about it so that everyone gets it, it shouldn't be on there. Or maybe they shouldn't be a presenter. Anyway, so that's the process. You order your materials and you get it. And then you show up for the live event. For the virtual training, it's much the same. We're on Zoom. I had to throw this together immediately when the pandemic hit and we just started training our people uh, like crazy and it, and it worked, but uh, that's virtual. We're going to do this kind of talking and I'm going to go through the material and I email you the test and you've got a couple of days to get it back to us. 
again, I feel like people, I don't know if I said this before, but I feel like people need a break right now. You know, I told you what I feel about the learning experience and a, a test, a written test, not really being a true reflection of your knowledge, I guess, and ability is what I should say, the combination of that. Yeah. So that's virtual. If they're doing the online version, then they immediately get the material and they get a video that's downloadable of my cell phone video, doing this kind of thing, explaining to them about cycle and showing them how to get on the cycle, how to set themselves up as a personal trainer, as a group fitness instructor, whatever it is that we're talking about, whatever the topic is, if it's me or someone else on video, they can fast forward, they can pause it, they can stop it, they can watch it up to four times. And when they fill out the study guide and get it back to us, we send them the test and they have a few days to get it back to us. Along the way, we need, we're going to need a copy of their CPR. If people don't have their CPR, they have three months to be able to get it to us from the date they took the test. They're not going to get their certificate until we get the CPR, but they'll get the uh, notification that they passed so in case they need to show like uh, the gym owner or manager. My, my phone is saying scam likely. Should I answer it? Or, <laughs> it's, <laughs> not, it's not It's not talking about me, is it? <laughs> no, it's just, you know, how those things are coming through crazy. But um, so that's pretty much the process. I think I answered that. I hope so. Um, yeah. Practically speaking, if it's an aqua certification, they get in the pool the last hour and we, we demonstrate it. If it's a cycle, then we get on the cycle and we do a class with them. The other day, I did a virtual cycle class right here. My, my bike is parked over there in my fitness studio. Um, but I did it right here and they're all just like doing this while I'm going through a class and sweating and showing them. And I'm thinking I have to be okay with this. I mean, they've certainly seen a bike. They've been on a bike. Otherwise they wouldn't be getting cycle certified. Um, and if they're just going to watch me, then they just watch me. If yeah. they had a bike and were participating, I would love that. But this day and age right now with everything we have going on, I have to just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. And, and, Ooh, and I say you, too much or not? No, enough? no, no. That, that's great. And then you also sort of jumped into COVID, right? So what all the things you guys had to do during during the COVID. I mean, not that it's over yet, but obviously things are calming down yeah. a little bit. So I want you to just add to that a little bit. So you talked about yeah. now, you're, now you're doing these trainings on Zoom somewhat and you're offering it. Tell me about the, the customer's response, the people's response. Are they taking to this? Yeah. Do they like it? Do you think you guys are going to stick with this even after the fact? And, and now this is just a shift in your business model. I mean, those are great questions. And I'll tell you, much to my great surprise, everybody really likes it. Hmm. There are some people that say, I just miss live. I miss live. And I'm like, well, so does everybody. Hello. Yeah. You know, <laughs> of course we miss live. And I, and I sympathize with you. And we want to get back to it, too. But this past year, we've been doing dual where we can. Like, I've got a big screen Zoom in there. And then some, some of the classes are Zoom and live. Uh, and we're trying to do that. But when there was only the possibility of Zoom, I thought, I don't know how this is going to go because we do these big fitness weekends with only hour for five hours in five different rooms, uh, including Aqua and Cycle and all these modalities, these different things. Yeah. How is this going to work? Well, I mean, I have to tell you, the first one had like about 150 people attend. Uh, then one of them had over 200 to 300. And these are, these are via 75. Zoom? Sorry, these yes. are Zoom? Okay. Yeah. And with um, we had like 10 presenters doing all kinds of things at the same time and everybody was running things. And I have like six computers and I'm running around and, you know, trying to get everybody their Zoom links, and which was huge undertaking. But I was willing to do it because I thought, I don't know what else we're going to do. And I just couldn't sit and wait 
we've always had the online version, not always, sorry, <clears throat> about three years ago, we had that available. So that was always an option. But for those CEC things, uh, classes where people are like moving together to, to be able to interact from their home after everything that is going on in the news, that's so scary, um, made people so happy. I can't tell you the emails, how many emails I've received of people saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, and please don't stop. We have another one coming up in March, March the 25th to the 27th. And so far we've got maybe, I don't know, 15 to 20 people signed up. We'll probably have about a hundred or so. Uh, it's a live event and Zoom event, but what I'm seeing right now, just to answer, maybe this will help you also understand, more people are signing up for the virtual than the live, Yeah, you know? Because yeah. they're still a little scared. That makes sense. But I do, I do think that's the best way to learn, though, having, having just a camera inside of your live event, right? And saying, this is exactly what I'm teaching those people. There's no difference. You're yeah. hearing all their answers and responses. You're watching them demonstrate or me demo whatever movements I'm, uh, yeah. I'm doing. I think that's, that's obviously the best way. Now, you didn't, you didn't have that opportunity because you probably couldn't go into gyms during a lot of the COVID, hence the reason you were doing that's it right. at home. But I do think now, like you said, that number is going to shoot up even more online not less yeah. because people are going to say, Oh, now I, now I get still like a full experience of what's going on in these certifications yeah. just by logging onto my computer. I can see exactly what's going on in the facility. That's right. I mean, look in the facility that are letting us do this. I'm very happy when we have one local here that is amazing. It's got everything that we need. What you can't see is I have a big, big TV in front of me here and it's on wheels. <laughs> you know, it's got all the hookups and stuff. I throw that over my shoulder, put it in the truck and drive it over there, and I'm wheeling it around from room to room, whatever we have advertised is going to be virtual and live, you know, we just pick and choose as to what we think, and then if we have a number of different ones, and the presenter that's in that room will have their own little setup, whether it's their little laptop and a, and a step setup, you know, whatever it is, but it's giving people the, the live experience and the Zoom experience, and then those that want to be there that were spread out and Lord, you know what I'm saying. I mean, some people are going to wear their masks. Some people aren't wanting to. I totally get it, understand it. Yeah. But, you know, we're just doing the best we can at this time. And I feel really good about it. I feel also, I feel grateful that uh, people are still with us, you know, and wanting to do this. This, this next one is part question and then maybe part recommendation uh, based upon your answer. But what, what I found very helpful for a lot of young trainers or people who are just getting their certification is they'll join these forums that are like on Facebook, let's say, and they're under they're underneath the guise of the certification, right? So let's just make up a certification, the the Steve Washuda certification, and then uh, sounds good. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> sounds great. So you, you'll be you'll be forced to join my Steve Washuda certification Facebook group, and all of those questions are surrounding basically help. So someone comes out of the IFTA certification and they're three weeks in, they're certified and they go, I'm teaching a swim class. I'm dealing with a lady who has, uh, you know, an amputation from the knee down. So she only has one leg, you know, one, one and a half legs, whatever. And, and I'm trying to make sure that she can do the things that all of my other people can do. Can you give me some help? Right. And then somebody who's more tenured in that, like Greg, maybe even hops on and says, this is what I would do. These are the exercises that I would do. And I feel like that camaraderie and that team building, that bonding, underneath the guise of that certification really helps grow everything. Do you guys have something like that? And if not, would you do something like that? That's, I've noticed every time that I've been in a Zoom class that people will click in and give their opinion, or I'll say, hey, does anybody have anything they want to share? I mean, because, and then I'll even say also in the beginning, 
look, if you need to, to click in and say something to respond to someone else's question, let's do it. You know, I love that kind of open forum and format where people can do that. And I've seen a lot of that happening and people connecting and that that's perfect, especially if I don't know the answer to it. But even if I did, I would like for them to do that. Um, I can see us doing more of that in the future. I can. Um, I do love that idea. Uh, What we also do is Jeff and I will do a welcome to the weekend, you know, uh, Zoom right before all the other classes start, at least for like a half hour where we're welcoming everybody and it's free. They can come to it if they want to say hello to the owners and, and have any questions. And if you know, we run through the CECs real quick and uh, we, we kind of have like a little thing that we'll follow if no one's asking questions, just to give them info about IFTA. But, but yes, and then even in those little 30 minute welcome to the weekends, I'll see people connecting and asking questions and this one answering that one. And just exactly what you said, someone with either more experience or the experience of having a client like that, yeah. being able to give information to someone um, that can help them is, is just extremely valuable. It's, it's invaluable. Really. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's great that you guys have that opportunity in the zoom and the chats and things like that. Cause really that's, I feel like that, that dynamic uh, not only helps people learn, but it, it builds people's um, sort of camaraderie underneath the IFTA banner, right? They go, yeah. Oh yeah. All of these other IFTA personal trainers or if group fitness for kickboxing are helping me sort of build my business in, in the proper way. And I think it's a, it's a great thing for, for business building. I appreciate you saying that because of that, because of you saying that, I think I will do some of those, you know, I'll give you credit for it. <laughs> you can be in them if you want, but I think we should do some of those and uh, it would be helpful. You know, it's a little weird with, with the zoom or whatever we're using sometimes because you know how it is. If if there if diff, too many people's um, microphone is on, yeah, then it's popping all over the place. So those kind of problems are are something that we all work through. We ask them to come to the meeting uh, with their with their microphone off and to click in and say hello as we call on them, and then we open it up because you know it's it. You know how I'm saying it's just those little logistical things every once in a while. But okay. we can work through that. I mean, it's worth trying for sure, even more. So we talked a little bit about this. Uh, if you have anything to add, please do. What do you think is changing uh, in fitness? Like what, what is IFTA ready to do moving forward? What is Greg willing to do moving forward? We talked about the COVID, but is there anything else that you see coming on that you're either concerned with, whether it's a bad thing or that you're happy with? That's a potentially a good thing in the industry. You know, um, there's really nothing that I'm concerned about. I'm grateful to say that too. Uh, I do a lot of meditating. Steve, you know, on a daily basis. Um, it's not when my meditation is not gimme, gimme, gimme. It's, you know, help me make the right decisions. I believe you're helping me make the right decisions. Lead me to do the right things as a company uh, that will help us to help others. Yeah. So a lot of my meditation is that way. Um, I'm always open to anything. Uh, even when people will contact and say, do you have this? Do you have that? Or I listen. I think that's important for everybody as a personal trainer, a group fitness instructor, as a presenter is to listen to what people are saying and and take it from there. So I take a lot of cues as to what I think we should do next from what I'm hearing either in the industry or what people are saying when I'm in person with them or on Zoom with them. So we're open to to a lot of different ideas. Um, So I'm not as concerned about where we're going. I just don't know exactly if it's going to get back to the same thing that it was before. It's okay. Uh, I just want us to all keep going 
for sure, because it's that important. And there's so many people out there that need our help as instructors and uh, personal trainers. Um, so that is important. If it's going to be this shift to a lot of the online training and stuff, that's fine too. As a company, I mean, it's been a blessing. I hate to say this, so I want it to be taken the right way. Yeah. Um, it's been hard, so hard at first. I was full of anxiety. I was running every day. I lost so much weight this summer and I was just running around the downtown Raleigh and then jumping in the pool. <laughs> just That part was nice, but at the same time, I had a lot of anxiety about what are we going to do? And now I'm realizing that, you know, as a company, it helped us because we don't have the expenses that we had before. Think about what we had to do. We had to rent a space. We had to fly everybody there. We had to have hotel rooms. We had to entertain them a little bit too. If nothing else, it was just a Saturday night cocktail party or whatever, you know, whatever you want to have kind of party with, you know, appetizers, whatever. So we we were trying so hard to get everything that we got to pay them. (laughs) <laughs> to present. Yeah. So you've got to have some numbers to make that work to keep things going. And, you know, for what, 29 years now. Um, so it's mainly been that what we're realizing now is that this may be a better way to do it. Not as many events necessarily, or do a lot of these kinds of things through zoom. And then uh, just kind of see where the industry leads us. I don't know if that's a great that, that, not, that is, but. you know, you're, you're a bit more positive than me. I'm usually glass half full, but I'll tell you sort of my, my issue. And then you could add to it if you have anything to add to it is that um, I think doing this online stuff, you know, virtually as training is amazing, right? Because it doesn't really make a difference when you're learning from someone like you, whether you're in the room or you're not, that is totally fine. Where, where it sort of irks me a little bit, Greg, is that in the personal training realm, we, we have a mutual friend, Kerry Smith. I learned a lot in the first few years, right? Just learn, just working in and around Kerry Smith, right? Yes. Or or other or other professionals that have been tenured in the industry, right? So I you you don't even know. It's hard to explain, but you're subconsciously taking in all this information from watching all the other trainers, right? So I can walk into a gym and I see Greg is training someone and Kerry's training someone and and Gay Gasper's training someone. There's all these people and I'm watching what they do and maybe I'm even hearing what they say. And I'm taking in all of these things. And now, now that there's virtual training, my issue is that somebody learns and that they start training one-on-one, but they're not learning from any other experts. So all they know is their baseline knowledge. And now they're trying to work with clients without continuing to grow and, and get new certifications and learn from others and be mentored and, and shadow and do all of that stuff. So I don't know how that's fixed, but I, I think it could be a problem moving forward. I, uh, I do agree with you on that. I see your point 100% on that. Um, one thing that I've always said, and this is what set IFTA apart in the beginning, is that there's nothing that can replace this face-to-face. And, you know, I can see every bit of your body language. I can see where, you know, where your hands are moving and yeah. exactly your entire position uh, in the space, in the room with the piece of equipment and every angle, if I choose to, nothing can replace that. And so there's, there's that too. Um, along with, you know, we need to be able to get back to doing a lot of things live if we can. So if people are willing to do that, then uh, if, and if, you know, I guess we're just going to live with this virus and learn to, uh, to adapt. I, that's what I'm beginning to think now. That yeah. we're just going to be boosted if people choose to. That's another whole issue. Yeah. If t- people choose to have it. Um, then, and if it's available for them, then they just may have to just do it every, I don't know, six months. I'm not even sure when that's going to, 
<laughs> that's going to change or if it's going to matter. But um, I'm with you on that. I think it, it is better if we can, uh, you know, be able to still learn as much as possible instead of just like maybe from one person. But yeah, as far as uh, Carrie Smith is concerned, she's a great friend of mine. Yeah, I think she's yeah. knowledgeable. I always, always am begging her to come work for if to still and she does do some she did a lot on zoom for us this past year oh that's great yeah i didn't know that that's uh that's fantastic yeah and 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 again just to like sort of reiterate that point it's not nothing against uh virtual learning right so getting the certification right. is fine but like greg and i have talked about this whole time that certification is just the first part of your journey the second part is continually educating yourself and going on and, and moving and one of those one of the ways you do that is not just by getting more certifications but it's by learning under other mentors and being physically put at a gym you get your ifta certification and you you want to train online as a trainer great but also try to try to go to a gym a local gym even if it's just once a week to train people to see what's going on and then you also see like greg has talked about how his business adapts is he's seeing he's listening he's saying okay if people want uh, some sort of kickboxing yoga fusion I'll create it. I'll make it. I'll do whatever it is. And and you get to see those fads that are appearing when you're in fitness facilities, not when you're just one-on-one virtually. You're right. Exactly. Everything you said, totally agree with. So Greg, uh, tell the listeners where they can find everything IFTA. How do they uh, get to the IFTA website exactly? And maybe if they have a question directly for you, that's, that's, yeah. that's something we talked about today, how they can maybe reach out to you. Absolutely. I want to say that we're always available uh, no matter what time zone you're in, even if it's the weekend, uh, if I'm at dinner, I might I might still just shoot you an email if you email me and say, hey, listen, I'm at dinner at Saturday night, but I will get back to you. I like for people to know that we are approachable, available to them at any point. And we have people that are certified in different time zones and different countries that I'm working with as well. So I understand they get that. How you can reach us is our website is, of course, www.if right here ifta hyphen like a dash fitness.com in fact i think it's on the back of my shirt right yeah mm -hmm. see that yeah all right so if the dash fitness.com and then me personally if you just put my name in front of that website greg at if the dash fitness.com i will get back to you and a lot of times these days, because of the, like I said, the um, things going to junk and spam, when I email someone, I take that extra step and believe me, it's an all day long process to quickly text them if I have their cell. If they have sent me their information and I'll say, I just emailed you, make sure it didn't go to junk. And you wouldn't believe how many people get back to me and say, thank you. I did find it there. So please reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you. Uh, of course, I want you to be IFTA certified. Hello. But um, I'm happy to help you with, with whatever I can. So I, and Steve, I just want to thank you so much for having me. What an honor. Uh, we tried to make this work for a while and finally you're, you're, you're fantastic. I, uh, you, nobody knows this, but I had seen you before and you had, I had communicated a little bit here and there, but I saw you one day uh, on the blog and I was like, wow, he is so well-spoken. Didn't put it together that I had met you before or that we had some type of uh, interaction uh, years ago, a couple years ago or something, yeah. but yeah. man, I'm just, I'm, I'm crazy about what you're doing. So I thank you so much. What an honor. Well, thank you. And uh, thank you for all you've done in the industry and how you put together this fantastic certification. I will list all of the information below so that people can reach out to you directly. My guest today has been Greg Sims. Greg, thank you for joining the Truly Fit Podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on the Truly Fit Podcast. 
please subscribe, rate, and review on your listening platform. And feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Social at trulyfit.app. Thanks again.